and we all had a common goal. Like our goal was we wanted to, to you know, to make a positive impact in our community and like be leaders, just kind of natural leaders. And Welcome to Yes I Am Podcast Season 2. Our goal in this uh, podcast is to relate to you and get inspired by amazing peers that we will be bringing to this conversation. Today's guest is uh, Devin Turner. How are you doing, Devin? Doing great. How about you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, this is our second episode. Uh, we, we got very inspired by uh, Sonia's experience last week and... Um, I feel like we, we, we build a good momentum and I, I'm pretty sure by the end of this season, season two, we're going to feel way more inspired by amazing stories that we will be hearing. Devin, the first question I always start this conversation with is very simple, but it leads us very, very interesting places and journeys. And I cannot wait to see what you will be telling me. And that question is, Devin Turner, what is your story? My story. All right. You want the long one? You want the whole from the beginning or what you want? Up to you. Uh, I prefer, you know, to even go like maybe a few questions, but you go in depth with the questions. So we can talk as much as you want. Okay. So um, I'll just start from the beginning then. Yeah. So uh, I am from originally, I was born in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as my parents got older, they moved to California. Um, my mom, my parents are like very religious, come from a religious uh, family, mm-hmm. family owned a church. Um, so that was like a big, you mentioned foundation. Uh, that was like a big foundation of my life was just uh, growing up religious, a Christian. Um, uh, when I moved to California, I moved to a very small rural town. Um, it's called Dixon, California, mm-hmm. right in between uh, Sacramento and San Francisco. Um Got into, you know, um, playing sports, which is kind of where another foundation I built, um, just how I found all my friends and, uh, uh, you know, just kind of how I gained my, myself um, and kind of, you know, started forming myself as a person. So I played, uh, my first sport was basketball, and then I got into football and wrestling. Um, and then uh, parents, I think my parents got divorced so that was a tough time um, just going through that. I was young, though, so, like, I didn't really know what was going on at the time, but it was different, you know, dad's not at the house, but, you know, mom's moving to places. Um, and that's when I started to get really involved in sports because it was kind of my, you know, my escape from, from home and, and, you know, having to see that type of stuff. Um, so sports really picked up, um, really got started, um, you know, hanging out more with my friends, um, and, and I, I was fortunate and blessed enough to find a friend group that is what I was, who I was hanging out with in elementary school. It's exactly who I hang out with now when I come back home and stuff. So like, they'll come visit me in Oregon. I'll go visit them wherever they are, Fresno, Nevada, Los Angeles. Um, and we all had a common goal. Like our goal was we wanted to, to, you know, to make a positive impact in our community and like be leaders, just kind of natural leaders and, um, you know, lead by example to our younger siblings and stuff like that. So like, we all like meshed really well together. And that was, uh, 
a big thing for me. Um, we're very open to trying new things. Like I said, I'm from a small rural town, and so there was nothing to do there. Dixon, California, nothing to do. We're like known for having a Mayfair and a, and a large corn maze. It might be the largest uh, corn maze in the country. So um, we would just figure out, you know, whatever to do. And, and I found that really like unique about our group, no matter where you put us, we would, you know, make the best of every situation and just have fun. So I uh, stuck with them. Um, and uh, then uh, um, I seen like my parents, I think I noticed my parents struggling when I was like in seventh grade, I noticed them like, you know, financially struggling. struggling. So um, I decided to start a, my own little company or figure out a way to make my own money. So the first thing I did was, you know, the simple thing, just started like going door to door, mowing lawns, just trying to get like money in my pocket, do something so I could stop asking my parents for money. Um, then I had a conversation with my dad and he was just like, you know, what, what is type of, like, what stuff do you like to do? Um, and I found out I was really like into fashion. So I was thinking, you know, like, if I could make my own type of clothes, my, my own clothes, I would save money for myself. I could help my friends. I can give them clothes. And then I could make money off, of, you know, doing stuff that I like. I want to design clothes already anyway. So started a little, you know, clothing brand. Um, didn't take it really serious. It was just making stuff for myself, maybe selling stuff here and there. Mm -hmm. But just to get a little money in my pocket. Um, and then... Uh, then... I found my um, one of my best friends. His name is, uh, I call him Pepe. His name is Jose Mendoza. Um, he actually wants to pursue acting, so he lives in L.A. Um, so give him a follow on Instagram. His name is Joe Doza. But, um, you know, he we got together. He likes fashion a lot, too. So we kind of, we started this brand called Wet West. And um, so we've been, you know, doing stuff like that since 2000. Like that was our sophomore year of high school, 2014. Um, just doing stuff here and there. But when I got to Oregon State, um, you can't really, as an athlete, you can't, you know, uh, advertise anything or you can't promote anything. So it's kind of just been stagnant, just kind of sitting there. And he's pursuing acting, so he has a lot of time. Like he's pretty busy. So um, it's just been kind of stagnant, and I just kind of make stuff for myself. But... Um, Looking to, you know, one of my my aspirations to life is to have our own clothing brand. So uh, looking forward to, you know, after wrestling's all done, or not even after wrestling's all done, but after I'm done with college and I can promote and advertise, I'm looking to, you know, build the, my brand like a lot and go, you know, full force with it. Um, but yeah, after I started, we started Wet West is when I got like, I was playing football and I was actually very good at football, but um I realized like I wanted to go to college and I didn't want to pay for college. And I thought I was like, I was too small to, to play football at, at the D1 level. Um, which, you know, I, I believe, you know, this podcast is called Yes, I Am. So you can do anything you say your mind to, but I just put it in my head, you know, I'm five, six, 140 pounds. Um, and if somebody is, you know, six, four, almost 300 pounds and we run the same speed at each other, I'm not winning that battle. So I, you know, I decided, you know, let me just stick with wrestling. It's a, it's a sport where, you know, weight, like size doesn't matter because there's individual weight classes and stuff. Everybody wrestles going to be the same size. So 
decided to stick to wrestling, went strictly full force into it. Um, found a, 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 there was a man who owned a gym in my town, and he was really good at just producing athletes. So my dad convinced him to start training me, and he, you know, me and him did, we did everything together. We built a super strong relationship, um, and now I figure he's like a father figure to me as well. Um, and um, his name is Chris McCoy. Um, we started working out a lot, doing, you know, traveling the country, going to tournaments here and there. And I just seen myself just making jumps and wrestling, jumping. I would get here, boom, jump. Get here, boom, next level, and just keep growing. And and when I started seeing myself improving, that's when I just like bowed, like, I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a scholarship to college, and I, I don't want my parents to pay for anything. Um, so I just kept going, kept going. Sophomore year of high school, I don't even think I. The only person I hung out with was like was Pepe, like. It was just wrestle, you know, maybe hang out here, but I don't really remember even having a really a social life. Just went full force into it. Um, and I know that was actually pretty tough because I know freshman year of high school, I didn't make it to state. So that's why I vowed to go to uh, go to college and vow to train and just train as hard as I could. Um, and then, <coughs> sorry. And then um, sophomore year, I made it to state, and I went from not going to state to being ranked like top three in the state all in what? Wow. Like a year. Wow. And every year after that, going into state, I was the number one ranked person. So like, I went from not making it to state my freshman year to being top three and then number one and number one. So um, in California, it's a very hard state tournament or just a very hard state for athletics in general. So... Um, I thought that was like super cool, just how like I'm a big believer in that like you know once you have a strong relationship with your coach and you want to win for your coach, um, you know great things can happen if you trust in the system and stuff like that. And uh, there's a story I always tell like um, just like it was tough that like so my sophomore my sophomore year I was number three in the state of California for wrestling and um, went to state didn't place. Didn't even place. Soft, uh, junior year, number one, going into state. Went to state, didn't place. Senior year, I was number one, going into state again, and I ended up taking fifth. So I just kind of never met, like, what I wanted to do and never, like, achieved my goal mm -hmm. of, you know, being able to say I'm a state champion. But just seeing how, like, when I went all in, how I was, like, I was capable of just even putting myself in the conversation of being one of the top in the state, uh, was crazy, crazy to me, and I just, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that experience. It was tough at the time, but, like, I, I take a lot of pride in that story. Um, and just, you know, just seeing the improvements and leaves I've made when I, I try to achieve a goal, when yeah. I set my mind to it. Um, yeah, moving on, um, you know, doing well in wrestling is what got me to Oregon State, so I'm forever grateful for that. Uh, Oregon State is, like, you know, I love the place. Um, like I said, again, I'm going to go back to me. I'm from a small rural like town which is like you know very it's, it's a white town um predominantly white um so like growing up um i had a pretty diverse friend group but i would say like i didn't really notice like you know like that the lack of like how uh cultured i kind of was i guess you can say right. um so when i got to oregon state 
I actually started seeing because you know it's very it's very very like predominantly white in Oregon and stuff. Like oh that. yeah, yeah. So it was um uh you know different. It was like a culture shock. Like I was like, wow, like there's not many of any other race here besides white. So um started working at the Black Cultural Center um and just getting more involved with the Black community at Oregon State, and that opened up a whole bunch of doors for me. Um, I, you know, got the job, so I was able to start making a little bit extra money, help me pay for stuff, um, help me, you know, build the brand a little bit more, started being able to design stuff here and there more, uh, finding new people, just, you know, broadening my, like, network, um, even, like, opportunities, like, I brought back, um, I, there's, like, the, the Divine Nine, which is, like, National Panhellenic Council, um, so it's like the black historically black fraternities and sororities. I was able, like fortunate enough, to bring back one of the organizations, which is Capital Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. I brought one of them back that organization to Oregon State. Um, and like it's growing and now now I'm the president of National Panhellenic Council, and I'm also the president of Capital Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated as well. So it's just cool to just see, you know. Oregon becoming or just bringing out more of the diversity in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Cultural Center is also growing, like, you know, starting to get some boom into it. People are, you know, hearing about it more. Um, Black History Month just passed. We're putting on a lot, we put on a lot of events and stuff, yeah. and a lot of people liked it. So it was really cool. Um, and, like, like, my dream in life was always to, like, just, uh, like, my number one goal is to always, like, wherever I go, just make an impact on the community, the community in a positive way. So like, right. here I am now, you know, I'm just like, you know, chasing, chasing the dream and just trying to make an impact on the community. Wow. What, a, what a powerful story. What a yeah. powerful story. Uh, I wanna, I'm going to get back to like the beginning of this uh, story that you start saying. And I want to, I want to ask you about um, the impact of your family, mm-hmm. you know, because I, uh, you said that uh, when you your parents divorced, that was the time that you kind of like start getting more serious in sports, and uh, kind of was kind of an escape way for you. I want to know what did you learn from that? What did you learn from that? Uh, fam, uh, your parents getting divorced. Um, so there could be a lot. There's a lot. I mean, I guess I learned a lot. Yeah, all this stuff was probably about myself. Mm-hmm. Just like, I was still young at the time, but you know, I was I was more like um, independent and like kind of like you know, um, just kind of yeah, just kind of learning about myself and and mm-hmm. you know, I do believe you know you you um, like you surround yourself with people who are like like you. Yeah. So you know. Um, there's old saying, I forgot the saying, uh, but like, you know, the people you hang out with are probably like what you are like. Yeah. So um, the people that I hung out with, I thought they were great people and they are great people. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just by your friends, you can kind of tell like, you know, how you, you, how you move, how you act, how you, you speak, how you carry yourself. And the people I, the individuals I surrounded myself with were very, you know, like positive, um, goal-driven, they had a lot of aspirations, ambition, um, smart, like, you know, striving for things to get out of the town, like, you know, you just wanted to make bigger things in life, and so 
going through that, I I figured out that was like me. Like I I was you know goal driven, um, smart. Um, you know I wanted to do bigger things in life. I wanted to you know put on for the community, like stuff like that. Um, so it was and, like a it was like you got to know yourself more. You know. Yeah. And how how old are you then? Right now or back then? When back they got then. When they got divorced, I was probably. Um, maybe, you know, 13, 12. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you kind of, I feel like you're, you're one of those people that were like pushed to be adults very soon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You could say that. Um, now I was fortunate enough, like my parents, they were still very involved in my life. Yeah. So. So, I mean, I still had, like, you know, I was still a kid, yeah. um, enjoying myself. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was it was tough seeing, like, most of my friends, all their parents were, you know, together and, like, you know, having fun, mm -hmm. doing family events and stuff like that. And my family was split, so I'd have to, you know, have different Christmases, mm -hmm. different birthdays and stuff like that. But, my, you know, I still received a bunch of love. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, you know, it, was, it wasn't, like, an awful experience, but it was, you know, it was difficult as a kid. You know, uh, all of this happening to you and even growing up your whole journey, what was the impact of having faith in God help you, you know, to kind of get through all of this? So that right there is probably the most important thing to me because um, it was like basically just going to church and like kind of just like being in that setting all the time. Mm -hmm. As a kid, yeah. I church and just like, you know, it just kind of teaches you like wrong from right. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I would say I was a good kid. Like I didn't mm -hmm. like, like temptations and stuff like that. As I got mm -hmm. older, once, once I got into high school, yeah. because I was just kind of raised like that, mm -hmm. like smoking, drinking, partying, mm -hmm. it was, that wasn't me. Mm -hmm. Like I just wasn't that type of kid. And yeah. And as I started getting better at, like, athletics and my mm -hmm. popularity kind of, you know, like, went up and people knew who I was and yeah. around the city and, you know, um, it didn't, like, like, I was I was who I was. I wasn't going to be the one that was going to be peer pressured into drinking or smoking or, you yeah. know, having or doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I was strictly focused on, you know, the goal at hand and, and moving forward in life. And um, I, I can say that is really from just having... That religious background i didn't didn't swear didn't cuss or anything like that yeah. um, was really like you know wanted to be like a positive influence yeah. in this and um i can base that solely off of just like because i had that faith background mm -hmm. um and uh uh yeah it, it, it also gave me a relax like a you know confidence just like i bet yeah it gives you confidence. Like I'm living for more than myself. I'm living for God. Like I want to be a beacon of light. And um, of course, uh, yeah, it was cool. And it was also confidence just from being able to tell people like, nah, like I'm cool. I don't want to smoke. I don't want to drink. I don't want to do yeah. that. Like y'all could do that, but I don't want to do that. And being like being that type of person, mm -hmm. it gives you confidence because it just shows you that like you know like I don't have to be like the other people. I can mm -hmm. do my own stuff my own thing and and people were attracted to that like a lot of people were like uh, admired me for that growing up and i thought that was really really like cool mm -hmm. so like people who to this especially in college when i hear people mm -hmm. who are like 
no, I've never smoked, I've never drank, mm-hmm. or the perversions and stuff like that. I'm like, like I admit you on that. That is like a, that is awesome. So, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that's really powerful. That all came from just having a faith background, in my belief. Wow. And also, I mean, at the same time, as you said, you were surrounded by high quality people. Yeah. So you, you kind of built great relationships too. And, yeah. you know, because what you said is very correct. And that was something my parents told me as well, too, when I was a, when I was a kid. And they were like, always choose your friends wisely mm-hmm. because they have a big impact on you. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you... What would you say about like kind of building relationships with with people? You know, mm-hmm. how how is that important, and how is it important? How was it impactful for you? Um, so, just like me and the rest of my friend group, mm-hmm. we were we were wanting to be friends with everybody. Yeah, didn't matter. you know? There's people like first off, who are we? Like, who am I to judge somebody if they're a good person or a bad person? Yeah. But so we were, you know, friends with everybody, mm-hmm. just like whatever friend group, yeah. like you, whatever type of person you are, we were okay. We would be your friend. Mm-hmm. We were still going to do our thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I believe, you know, friendships kind of happen naturally. Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to surround yourself with people who are like you already. Like, it's just a normal thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so, so it'll kind of happen naturally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I believe in just, you know making as many friends as you can like and it'll only benefit you really if you think about it like it could be stressful if you think about it in like a negative way like mm-hmm. uh, you know if that person's going through a hard time you want to be there for them and it could like emotionally drain you i guess or something like that mm-hmm. but for the most part it's cool to just have as many friends as possible yeah. you have you know you have lifelong connections and network um you know if you're going through a hard time then maybe this person has been through that and you can go to them for that If another person is having a hard time, you could be there for them um, mm-hmm. and give them, like, you know, the experience that you had. Mm-hmm. Uh, or in the long run, you know, somebody can, somebody someday could just say, like, hey, like, you've always been a great friend. I'm going to do this for you. Like, you've always been there for me. And, like, like, you can just, like, you know, friendships are endless and, like, opened so many doors. There was things that, like, for sure. I'm a friend, I met a friend and he opened me up to, way more than I ever, you know, that's wow. like, he opened up to like quads, dirt biking, snowboarding. Mm. If I would have never met him, I would have never seen that, you know, mm. side of life and how fun it was and stuff yeah. like that. And then I had friends who like, I was already a religious person and I opened them up to like a mm. faith. And they went to church with me and they seen that and they would have never been, you know, they were really into that street life and they would have never seen that side of yeah. life. If, if maybe, maybe if it wasn't for me. Um, And, you know, just stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, trying new things really will help you when, you know, you have a lot of friends. Like you can do it more when you have a lot of people that you can go to. Yeah. I always tell people that I meet, I tell, I tell them, hey, the first time I meet you, the second time you're my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that what you said about, you know, like it, you don't know how they're going to change your life. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you just... I'm- You just gotta have that faith, you know, like, because that faith that like, okay, I'm going to this friendship. I'm yeah. calling this person's friend because my intention is good, you know, because it's all about you, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty big with like, and my family is the same way. Mm-hmm. Where as soon as I meet you, 
it's open arms, like all yeah. love. We love you. As soon until you give us a reason to not. Exactly. So uh, that's like a huge thing for me. Like, yeah. you know, I'm gonna love you regardless until you, unless you gave me, you did something so wrong that I was like, why would you even like? What are you doing? What are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna love you. Like you're my friend right off the right from the jump. Like that's, that's my amazing. that's my dog from the jump. So um, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, Devin, uh, let's let's do a quick imagination together. Let's imagine this one day. So let's imagine uh, you are this one day that you're turning 80 years old. Mm -hmm. You're turning 80 years old, and uh, you you coming home, and your family, your loved ones, your kids, your parents, everyone is there. Whoever that loves you are there. And then you're receiving a letter from all these people. They all wrote this letter. That mm -hmm. they're telling you what impact have you left in their lives. What, what do you mean to them? And how powerful your story has been for them. Uh, Devin, what do you want this letter to say? Ooh. <laughs> That's tough. Um, so, what do I want this letter to say? Well... My goal would already be achieved if they're all already giving me a letter telling me how I impacted their life. Because wow. that is my number one goal. I just want to have a positive impact on their life. Yeah. So um, that right there would already have me, like, you know, set probably in mm -hmm. tears and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I am really into... I would like the letters to probably say that, like, I helped them or inspired mm -hmm. them to strive to achieve their goal mm -hmm. and their goals in life. Mm -hmm. um, that is like a huge thing for me. Um, mm -hmm. You could pretty much ask most people I talk to, I want to know like what they want to do in life. Maybe I can help them. Like what, what is your, what are your aspirations? What are you ambitious about? Like, what are you striving for? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like when people, are just content and stagnant just mm -hmm. in life, just kind of sitting there, like, you know, just going with the flow, yeah. uh, which is like me at sometimes I like to just go with the flow. I don't really plan things. I'm so down with just, you know, waking up in the morning, checking my phone and seeing what people want to do. Like, what's up? Yeah. Let's get in. But I'm also very like goal driven. I have goals and people know those goals. Um, so I really would like those letters just to say like, how I inspire people to strive to achieve their goals and just chase their dreams. Mm -hmm. And I would love to hear the stories of like, you know, maybe some people just kind of dropped everything. Mm -hmm. They were you know, doing this and then just dropped everything and just chased their goals. Yeah. Those, those stories are great. They don't always pan out, mm -hmm. but it's just awesome. Just hear somebody gain that much confidence to drop everything and just go all in. So that is probably what I would want to hear. Wow. Um, you looked at it in a very unique perspective because I, I ask this question almost every time we come to the podcast, uh, do a podcast and the way that you said, if I even received that letter, my goals accomplished, that was amazing. You know, that was my first time hearing someone saying that, um, I'm pretty sure, I mean, doing, uh, being, uh, being an athlete doing all the great stuff that you're doing. Um, even, I, I even want to call you an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur. 
Um, I'm pretty sure you face a lot of uh, failures too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Up to you. you. Either tell us like in the time that you like one of the challenging moments in your life that you failed, mm-hmm. and uh, tell us how did you get up from that moment. So the one I always go back to is the story I told about the state championship tournament. Just growing up wrestling. Yeah. Holds like so much weight in my life because like to this day it still is like wow like like I kind of like like I should have been there I should have been number one mm-hmm. should have been the state championship state champion multiple times yeah um even this year I I failed myself I failed myself in wrestling in terms of wrestling failed myself just mm-hmm. I was at the top I had a rough start but it's you know been a rough year this year um. National tournament was just last weekend, and you know I should have been all American. I should have been top eight, mm-hmm. um, and you know things just didn't go how you know like they didn't go my way. Um, could be many reasons, um, but I always just you know you feel like you could do better. So um, how you get up from it is you know me personally, I have a strong faith, um, mm-hmm. so. Everything can go back to that, you know. After wrestling's all said and done, you know, you wake up another day. It's mm-hmm. another day. Um, wrestling is 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 uh, you know a big part of my life. It's it's opened up so many doors for me. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not who I am. I am a wrestler, but it's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not only who I am. I could say it's a huge part of my life, but it's not only who I am. There's yeah. more stuff to me than just wrestling. Um, but yeah, there's failures with just like by now with my brand, I could have, you know, been launched that thing off and started, you know, really diving into yeah. it. Who knows? Like with entrepreneurship, it's endless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You never know what could happen with the brand. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, there's like a lot of failures. I think people take little L's every day. Every day there's like a little L. Exactly. So just keep pushing through. I mean, yeah. Wake up, the sun will rise. Mm-hmm. You know, if you wake up in the morning, that's W in my, like, you wake up, that's a W. You're winning already. Yeah. Um, You're grateful for that, you know? It's it's a gratitude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, you, you're pretty tough. Uh, and I know it because uh, Andres, uh, who covers uh, sports for Orange Media Network, I was mm-hmm. talking to him, and he told me, uh, you went to the uh, games, uh, quarantine for a long time, and you know you had a tough time in practicing, but you still won the championship. Yeah. You know how? Do, uh, like, where do you get that um, inspiration? That although like odds are against you, things are not going the way you want. Mm-hmm. But how do you still get up? You know, how do you still get up and like just just go and win the championship? Uh, so in that situation, that was like, uh, so it was like right before the Pac-12 tur- uh, tournament, Yeah. like some of my teammates, we got contact traced. So we had a quarantine for 14 days and then a couple more cases on our team broke out. Mm-hmm. So we had to restart the quarantine. So we ended up having to do like 16 days. Wow. So we got out of quarantine like three days before the Pac-12 championships mm-hmm. and like, you know, during the pack, during the quarantine, we were working out hard, and um, that was 
I would say in that situation, the reason I was able to kind of rise to the occasion was because when the odds are against you, mm-hmm. for me at least, it takes the pressure off. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, like, you know, everybody, everybody is, uh, you know, like, no, everybody's counting me out already. Yeah. So pressure's off. Just go out there, let it fly. And what happens, happens, you know? Yeah. Just leave the on the table. At the end of the day, if you put all you could into it, mm-hmm. you know, it won't haunt you. Mm-hmm. So uh, at the, in that situation, it was just kind of like pressure's off. Just go out there, have fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, see, let's, let's just see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. But always as a competitor, um, especially in the sport of wrestling, which is a tough, mm-hmm. you know, gritty individual sport, even like wrestling is a sport where you can do everything right. Mm-hmm. Everything, work as hard as you can, mm-hmm. you know, strictly focus on wrestling, and you still may not be the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you won't be, you may not even be good. You can put all, everything into wrestling and you will, you might just be average wrestling. So, um, you know, it's just, you know, when I was on court, like everything to me is confidence based. Yeah. Believe, just believe. So overcoming anything, you got to believe. I think, sorry, I think that's actually what happened with our uh, basketball team too, you know? They nobody believed they gonna can, they can come this far, you know, and they, but they just believed in themselves, yeah, and they had that confidence, and yeah, you know, like all the pre games, they're like, oh, OSC gonna lose this game. They yeah. go, they perform, they get it done, you know. Yeah. It, it's the same thing, you know. It's 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 all get back to that confidence and just you you believe in yourself no matter what you, other people believe in you. Yeah, and like I've been. I've been at the top before yeah. and and I've also been the underdog. Yeah. The underdog is a lot more free mm-hmm. and you have a lot more people rating for you. Yeah. Well, when you're at the top, mm-hmm. it's hard yeah. and it's hard to stay at the top. Um, but when you're at, like, when you're at the top or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, you're always thinking, especially when it comes to sports, mm-hmm. a lot about like the, if this happens, if I lose, mm-hmm. if, If, uh, you know, what if it's a close game? I don't want to get tired out there. Yeah. Uh, just stuff like you think about a lot of that type of stuff, which could is why mm-hmm. you see a lot of people at the top mm-hmm. either fall off or things are starting to get close mm-hmm. or even people that, you know, like the underdog has yeah. a close, like let's just say when it comes to fighting, the mm-hmm. underdog may have a close fight with the person that's at top because the person at top is thinking about like, not not losing yeah oh, the, the underdog is thinking let's just go i want to win like, <laughs> so yeah you can see confidence plays especially in a in a combat sport mm-hmm. is when it shows a lot but yeah confidence goes mm-hmm. a long way man mm-hmm. long long way um one of the things i'm very interested to know because um you know i i see all the skills an entrepreneur that should have in you you know the toughness um the drive you know and leadership and all i think like those are the three main ones and there there's so many others that you have as well too uh what i'm very interested to know is how does devon make decisions mm-hmm. how do you make decisions honestly um i just kind of go with you know go with the what i feel at the time um when it comes to like food and like stuff like that 
if I'm with somebody else, I'm not making the decision. That's like, that's not me. I like to just be like, you choose. I'm down for whatever. Yeah. And that, you know, that actually gets on a lot of people's nerves. Yeah. I know I'm very indecisive with that type of stuff. <laughs> me too. I feel you, man. <laughs> like, um, but when it comes to like a business decision, yeah. Um, yeah, I just go with what I like. Um, or, you know, I'll consult with like friends, mm-hmm. family to see like what they think about the situation but mm-hmm. uh for the most part i haven't really had to make super, like really any like hard hard decisions mm-hmm. but they're mostly driven by will this will this help me in the future mm-hmm. like, what will i get out of this mm-hmm. um or how big is the impact like right now if i take the if i do this right now mm-hmm. Will it, will it be a life-changing event like what 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 is it so like i think about it but i also can make a decision quick i, I i'll just yeah. go and whatever happens happens maybe i made the wrong decision hey you get you'll get through it you learn from it exactly um, that's what i was about to say i felt like you know you you may make tough decisions but they also are at the same time simple for you because you at the, at the end you're like i may fail you know but i'm gonna take take something from it yeah, you know? and I'm not, and I'm as I'm growing, I'm learning. I'm not as I'm not afraid. So one of my biggest fears in life, yeah, is is failing. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things that like I don't really care about right now mm-hmm. is failing. <laughs> so so um, it, 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 it like balances out, but it's like um, yeah, you can't be like you can't be afraid to fail. Hey, just go for it. As long as you go all in for it. Chances are you probably won't fail, but mm-hmm. as long as you go all in for it, um, you know, you'll see some W's along the way. Mm-hmm. You'll see some along the way. So, you know, that I think that's what makes you an, an extraordinary individual, Devin, because uh, I feel like people are uh, ordinary. They have a tough time making decisions because they're afraid of the failure, mm-hmm. you know, and one of the things I've been focusing a lot in, uh, in this season is um overthinking you know mm-hmm. which i think it's a it's a has a huge impact in the decisions that we make mm-hmm. you know and if you can overcome overthinking you're gonna be fine you know yeah. you're gonna you're gonna make so many good decisions and the, so many good stuff gonna come towards you so yeah. are you are you an overthinker not at all not at all yeah that, that's what i thought <laughs> i think overthinking can for some people can destroy you. Oh yeah. It can destroy you. Like, and that's in anything that's in when you're trying to achieve your goals, that's in relationships. Yeah. Overthink, you know, people overthink things all the time. Like, I know. And it's tough. Um, yeah. Like it, overthinking can really hurt you. It just, it, I think it just can, it'll hold you back. Yeah. It can hold you back and it doesn't let you just, you know, ex- experience it mm-hmm. and enjoy the moment. You have to overthink everything. It, it really takes away from having a good time. So um, definitely, like, even, like, going to sleep at night, really just trying to shut the brain off and not think. Mm-hmm. Just, just dream. Just yeah. let yourself dream. Don't, mm-hmm. don't even, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. think too much. I think it'll, it'll definitely, like, it'll harm you more than it'll, it'll benefit you. Yeah, and overthinking is all, it's all negative. You know, you all solve it positive, and then you say, oh, what if? And then yeah. that what if has another what if inside of it. 
and yeah. you just keep yeah. going deep in there and then you you see oh 15 minutes 30 minutes gone yeah and i'm surrounded by all these negative energies around me negative thoughts and it's like i'm not saying that i don't do it mm-hmm. because i do i think everybody does um but especially in like the competition world mm-hmm. special wrestling people who don't overthink they're dangerous they're they're really good because um, they're, they're more quick they're more quick yeah you just you react. It's a sport yeah. of acting and reacting. Yeah. Acting and reacting. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And it was just not stop. And mm-hmm. your body, we've already put all the work in. Mm-hmm. You made it to like the division one level. Mm-hmm. You're there. You think all the difference in skill is like it's it's there. I mean, some people have there, some people are just that good. But yeah. for the most part, when you're free, bro. You're there. You're in pretty much every battle. Yeah. And if you let the body go and, you know, mm-hmm. just trust in what you've done and believe and have mm-hmm. confidence and just don't overthink things, everything in life is basically can be simplified. Mm-hmm. So just make everything as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. And it might be the key to success. I don't know. But yeah. that could be the key to success. It's just simplifying everything. Uh, for the for the those out there that who overthink, I want to put this out there. Uh, just try it. It's something that I, I, I was a huge overthinker. And I do not overthink anymore. Um, and it, it's it's it sounds simple, but it it takes practice. Uh, whenever you start overthinking, uh, just take a step back and observe your thoughts, because that's the key to observe your thoughts. Because the moment that you start observing, you realize that you are not your thoughts, and you are not involved in them. You know, and when you know that you are not your thoughts and you are not involved in them. You, you won't go deep in, in them, you know, because in a, for example, in this movie, if you have not watched it, uh, you can, you can watch it to understand, I feel like how old you overthink the movie Inception, uh, in this movie, you, you just, they just keep going deep into the time because they want to change something. They want to do something. If they just observe, they will, it will end, you know? And it's all about that, you know, you got to start observing your thoughts instead of you being involved in them. It's a similar thing within meditation. Within, when you meditate, you're not necessarily um, just focusing your breathing and you're like, oh, I'm going to stop every single thought. No, meditation is about letting your thoughts to flow and you just won't be involved in them. You'll be present at the moment. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I just want you all to try it. If you just take one step back and observe them, it will stop. Um, Devin, uh, I want to, we, we're getting close to the end of this conversation, which is kind of sad because it's been one of the, uh, one of the most exciting conversations I've ever had in a long time. Yeah. And, uh, just, just talking to you for now, 40 minutes, uh, I know for sure that you're going to go far in life. You're going to go very far. You're going to achieve a lot of good stuff because of your mentality your work ethic, your faith, you know, these are all the things I feel like if someone that wants to go far and be successful have, and you're already successful. Um, Devin, uh, are you, are you relatable? Relatable. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I take pride in being a relatable person. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I'm any better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm like, I'm a lot like other people, to be honest with you. Yeah. I freaking, you know, I have emotions. I, mm-hmm. I lead. I'm a human. Yeah. 
our feelings um from small town just probably just like a lot of people yeah uh, had my have had, had my own struggles just mm-hmm. like other people Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, had my own success stories, just like mm-hmm. other people. Everybody has a success story. Everybody has a failure story. Yeah. Uh, everybody has a dream. Whether or not you want to chase it is your that that that's for you to decide. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, everybody has their own story, and, mm-hmm. and but for the most part, they're all pretty similar. Mm-hmm. You all come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. You all have mom and dad. You all you know you bleed. You have feelings. You have emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm human. No, you nailed it. Yeah, you are. You are definitely relatable, and I feel like people that are watching this can definitely relate to you. Um, because one of the one of the things that I feel like this conversation will bring is you know because a lot of people maybe look at Devin Turner uh, on social media or like this guy is winning championships. You know, people don't necessarily see the other side of Devin Turner. You know, yeah. what is really within Devin? You know, what did he go through? How did he get where he is? And I think this conversation will bring that out, you know, to kind of let people know that, okay, you know, yeah, Devin Turner is a very successful person right now. He wins championships. He does all this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. it all did not come easy. You know, yeah. he worked for them. He failed for them. And he learned from them. Yeah. Um, Devin, what's the biggest lesson you ever learned in your life? The biggest lesson I've ever learned in my life. There's just so many lessons. I'm learning stuff every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just recently, I'm just going to say recently, mm-hmm. the main one is just confidence is key. Just like confidence is like the root of a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. If I was, I've always been a confident individual, but if I was just, had confidence people would people could look at me and see like okay he's confident like he's confident himself just because i I, you know like i i take pride in the way i look Mm -hmm. um you know the way i carry myself yeah you you can like see that i'm a confident person Mm -hmm. but still you know behind closed doors like you know confidence is like something that i've lacked like i would be a lot further in life if i was you know like had more Mm self-confidence confidence in myself as a person but i lack self-confidence which is like um you know it's, it's held me back sometimes mm-hmm. uh, and i and i see myself sometimes i'll have it sometimes mm-hmm. i'll be fully just you know full-on confident in myself um mm-hmm. and i can see the potential that yeah. wow i'm a dangerous person when i am a believer in myself yeah sometimes when i get in a rut i don't believe in myself and um i can see like how it holds me back and I can see the difference easily mm-hmm. and now I'm able to identify it yeah uh, I'm able to identify it and I'm able to like right away flip a switch and say hey you know yeah, you gotta have self-belief like just go yeah and so that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned is just you know being able to flip a switch and yeah. you know know when to be humble mm-hmm. and know when to really 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 have that confidence mm-hmm. but I am a type of person I would love to learn how to just be confident and everything all the mm-hmm. time and not have to even worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the lesson I've learned and it's a lesson I'm still learning and still trying to achieve. Um, but confidence is key. Confidence is key. And <laughs> I'm telling this because uh, I, I I come from a place of not being confident at all. 
yeah. being hard for me to even talk to a person like that mm-hmm. bad, like a zero confidence. But for me, the whole journey started. Um, I mean, this, this is a very long story um, that we need another conversation for it. But like it all started for me uh, building my confidence from ground zero in my end of my freshman year, going to downtown Portland and uh walking around downtown portland and my first shot of confidence was smiling at people and getting the smile back oh yeah that was my first boost of confidence and you know and that's just one step made me to go uh, to be the person who i am right now yeah you know so i feel like uh it i again this is a very like, big conversation but like confidence exists within you the belief that you have with yourself and the, the, the energy that you put out there, you yeah. know, with the energy that you put out there. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, I'm going to tell you a couple of words and I want to tell you how you feel. Ask me, tell me how you feel about them, you know, like a, in one word. Okay. Uh, family. Is everything. God. It's more than everything. <laughs> Sports. Opens doors. Um, OSU, Beavers. Untapped potential. <laughs> uh, high quality relationships. Hmm. Life changing. Um, Devin Turner. Untapped potential. This conversation will hopefully lead to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, Devin, it was amazing talking to you. And uh, Devin, we call ourselves Yes I Am because we believe you can put whatever word you want in front of it and be that person. I want. I'm wondering what does Devin Turner puts in front of Yes I Am? What Yes I Am? What? Yes, I am confident. I should say that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you for saying yes to Yes, I am podcast. And thank you, everyone, for watching this podcast. Um, If you enjoyed this podcast, we have so many more of them with so many amazing people that they're all inspiring. All of us start this conversation with. I come this convers- into this conversation, this podcast with open mind. And whenever I finish these conversations, I get full inspired. I get so inspired. And this conversation has been amazing. It's been amazing. And uh, thank you so much, Devin, for, for sharing your story today. Uh, if you would like to watch more of these episodes, you can always go to our Instagram at YA underscore yes I am. You can watch them in our IGTV. And... Um, yeah yeah i'm just i'm just feeling so good after this conversation so i hope you all of you that are watching this all also do and as always as always yes i am yes i am thank you so much for having me